0: So guys, I want to start with the summary of this episode for Transformers Season 1 Episode 4 because this was the first Transformers episode I ever saw and the one I had on VHS tape. It's a good episode. It had Megatron on the inside of a cave standing over the Autobots with the guns pointed at him. I don't know how you could sell a VHS tape with guns being pointed at the young kid looking at it. But (laughs) there you go. And then he's just, welcome to your doom Autobots. Megatron finally gets in touch with Soundwave after all these years who gives him the plans for intergalactic Space Bridge Or, I'm sorry, an intergalactic transport system That is tethered together by a space bridge, I, I assume They still allow Energon cubes to create this space bridge Have some problems with it Eventually kidnap Bumblebee and Spike And so they brainwash Bumblebee uh, He takes them to the wrong place So that the Decepticons can lay a trap And they lay the trap thinking the Autobots are dead And But then, of course, what happens later Is they escape Destroy all the Decepticons Free Spike and Bumblebee, and somehow explode Megatron into the space bridge, sending him to parts unknown. Finally paving the way for
1: the reign of Starscream. <laughs> the two Starscreams. This is the infamous first episode of the prolonged two Starscream on just one shot. That was kind of hard to miss. <laughs> yeah. the- uh,
0: okay, so, yeah. well- that, that lasted about 10 seconds in one scene, and then he walks into the next scene. Yeah. So there's yeah. two Starscreams standing next to each other. Yeah, I guess the first glimpse
2: of that error, I was like, uh, I guess that's not really Starscream. Then it changes to the, both of them standing in the shot, <laughs> large and center, in the middle of the frame. I'm like, oh, oh that's terrible. It, it's not even just like the colors are completely off. It's literally just a
0: duplicate Star Scream. But then, yeah, then they turn around, and it actually is... Uh, I think, Skywarp or Thundercracker flying off beside him
1: from yeah, behind. you know, just had some color problems. It's fine.
0: But on to our first subject, Season 5, Generation 2. Driving to save the world from the evil Decepticons, the heroic Autobots are led by Optimus Prime. He's more than meets the eye. He's a robot in disguise. There's no Season 5 episode. There is a Generation 2 episode. And... I did watch the Japanese episode before here, coming here, and I found out something really interesting. Did you know in Japan, the word for intergalactic transport system is intergalactic transport system? Wow. Uh... Was like patented or something? <laughs> the uh, though I did find the only cut scene. They always have to cut about a minute and a half to two from every episode. They cut the roll call for their toy show where they want you to know who everybody's name is.
1: It's fine, it's Japan. They'll sell the robots anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the funniest thing though is uh Megatron kept talking to Shockwave and I found out in Japan his name is Laserwave.
1: Why? Why the change? It wasn't
0: eighties enough,
2: Shockwave. They needed something to represent the times and the cool kids. All the different designs and stuff people had on their trapper keepers.
0: <laughs> well remember, uh most of the names were already made in Japan because the toys were over there first. Most of the names were changed when they came over to America. For whatever reason, they think American audiences would like stuff like that better. Who knows?
2: Was that like that from the start? Were there a bunch of toys in Japan before the show was even aired?
0: Yeah, that's how they could make money because they already knew the toys were over there and they could just import them into America, I think. I th- oh, okay. I thought I okay. Sh- was- maybe I should shut up before I get like tons of hate mail from Transformers fans. I, I thought it was just like so. one
2: big project. The toys were just right on the heels of the cartoon. I, yeah, I thought
0: it still started in America. No, the the cartoon and all the lore and everything was, but they made the lore around... The figures already existed without any personality or backstory. They were just figures only. Oh. It was the American writers that then Saw those toys and was like, we should make a show based on... Yeah, and then gave them all personalities. Let's start off with what we liked and didn't like about this episode. Me, Grimlock,
2: no like you! Well, I guess the first thing I didn't like about this episode which will also be my first answer
0: to episode five, is Jumper. You mean uh, the guy who's so who's so devastated by war, he sees enemies everywhere. The war's been over for five months, and he's like, Decepticons, they're behind the bushes, they're behind the rocks. I mean, is that what's wrong with him? He's just got psychological issues? He isn't he's, just bloodthirsty? He's got some PTSD.
1: He's got PTSD, like, come on. He's... He's had some years in him all right like, i know he needs no to- that's not good enough like the, be- <laughs> the beginning sure i can believe
2: that he's jumping at shadows and all that stuff but when there are l- literally decepticons in front of him he doesn't he forgets all his training all the discipline that optimus is trying to instill into these guys who aren't really like war veterans and stuff and he just like well i guess in this episode i guess they go and they find out what the decepticons are doing and they they burst through the window, and he goes straight towards Megatron. And A guy twice his yep. size. And he, and he
0: doesn't even yep. try to shoot him or anything. He tries to take Megatron on with his bare hands. It's like, like, he attacks his leg,
1: doesn't he? He's just like, because he's
0: just so tiny. I think it's because he was just... He saw the war was starting again. He thought it was finally over. He was trying <laughs> to get himself killed to get out of the war. This is ridiculous. I, this is why the Autobots... I,
2: they really are just a bunch of a ragtag group of nobodies because I guess in the the original miniseries, the first three episodes, Hound was also kind of doing the same thing. Or somebody else that was with Hound fine on the Decepticons when they were building a base and somebody just shot at them. And that's how they made laser beat chase after yeah. them because they're so bloodthirsty. They just keep just <laughs> like, they have
0: no discipline. They are always just doing the wrong thing. Disobeying Optimus Prime's <laughs> orders, you know. Yeah. It's like everyone's a star scream.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Autobots and Decepticons, eh, I mean, I guess they have factions. Eh, they'll just keep attacking each other. Within fighting, out fighting. Eh.
0: The thing I like, though, is they actually had a roll call and it actually worked. Everyone named was in order from right to left so you could follow who everyone was.
1: I do love how one of the smaller, like minor characters, looked over at Bumblebee and was like, "You're late again." Yeah, I was like, like, "I was
2: like, who is this guy giving him
1: crap?" That one of the main characters. Yeah, (laughs) this is this is the reason why you're not a main character. Like, get out of here. I think who you're talking about, Gears. Was it Gears? Okay,
0: cool. Gears is my is my most hated Transformer uh, Autobot, and but here he. He didn't have the same voice actor, and he didn't have his personality from the first pilot or later episodes. I was like, what is going on? His model even looked a little off. So I was like, I don't know. I'm going to wait till I see him again before I start out with my, oh, my God, Dears is yeah, awful. Yeah, I didn't even recognize him at first. I really just thought, I was like, oh, every episode I see somebody I don't
2: recognize. Well, I guess this is just what they do. They just introduce new robots. <laughs> Some of them yep. get a plot point. Some are just there in a line telling off other <laughs> Autobots. <laughs>
1: just, just got to sell those toys.
2: So, I think there's somebody else who also looks like Gears where they have a big plate like right behind their head. Bron? Yeah, Bron, yeah. I think some of um Transformers there's characters that they I say license from other companies. There's Transformers that are that were originally part of other toy lines, right? Uh oh my god. Shockwave, one of them?
0: Yeah, Shockwave was one, but I don't know. I think the original Transformers The entire first season line is actually from Takara, though, in Japan, except for Shockwave. It would be later, they would bring toys over that they wouldn't make into the show because they didn't want to advertise other toy companies in Japan if they showed up on the show. Okay. So there would be some figures that would be released in America but would never actually be on the show. Okay, so yeah, the only
2: reason I bring that up is just because those two just look so drastically different. Just the, the anatomy of them are just a lot different than the way yeah. every even the Decepticons are designed.
1: I didn't really like dislike anything. I mean, other than the general stupidity of everybody just makes me laugh. It's, it's still not really a dislike. Like, it's just... (sighs) Why? (laughs) My favorite part is that there's two Starscreams, and I think it's the first time he does the whole line of, Megatron's dead, now I Starscream lead the Decepticons. Yeah,
2: I started cheering.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, no, like, it's the best. Like, good.
0: (laughs) We were saying so many stupid things here, we won't even have to do the stupid moments segment. Something I really liked about this episode was the increase in the animation quality. What? Yes. (laughs) Yes, You didn't notice that the animation was crisper than the pilot. Stuff was more detailed for the Autobot designs, and the fighting was actually really fluid compared to some of the fights in the in the pilot. Just one Transformer just gets punched in the back of the head
2: by um by Skywarp, and it was just the funniest thing. I The whole animation of that whole scene was pretty smooth compared to some of the other stuff. The Autobots were like drop-kicking soundwave and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> but the, th- like, the one thing you notice when Bumblebee's escaping, the camera pans from the front to the center of Above, then back to the left, then around the corner. That all had to be hand-drawn, that entire scene. That was actually yep. really impressive for a TV animation.
2: Yeah, that was definitely more complicated than some of the stuff we saw in the other episodes. And even
0: the space bridge. The space bridge is like a giant light that explodes, sucks in wind and rocks and maybe even you, and then explodes into vibrant light. <laughs> Jesus. It's There's a lot like, of work for a, like those five seconds. They put in a lot of detail with that one. Yep. I did like Shockwave's dramatic entrance my favorite transformer shockwave guardian of cybertron he gets his own title
1: entrance you know so good i do want to make an amendment to the last uh, episode speaking because speaking of shockwave it i just want to say it's the second voice of ludwig von drake and not the first voice that does shockwave his name is cory burton just wanted to clarify and yeah <laughs>
2: don't piss off the transformers fans
1: <laughs> i'm gonna piss off the duck fans
0: <laughs> Though uh, I thought it was weird that Shockwave was like, "Oh, you know, I've built this interstellar transportation system. I- I've had it in my head for like, you know, a few million years. I've just yeah, never had. No. I've just never had anyone else on this planet to test it with because I'm all alone up here.
1: <laughs> four million years. Four million.
2: Years. Yeah, I couldn't believe
1: o- it. You can only make it work for four minutes. No, sorry, <laughs> eleven minutes." something it was it had some kind of time limit and i was sitting here thinking like you had 4 million years to fix this problem you could just make it perfect in 4 million years
0: <laughs> It was all theoretical. You had to test it first.
2: I mean, he his battery was low too, so maybe he was going out of commission a million and a half every now and then, or something.
1: He he could have tested it at a nearby planet, gotten some energy on there, restored himself, kept working on it. There are a lot of things he could have done in those they're, they're four million yeah, years. he could he
2: could have went to another planet, and got like some other life form to help him,
0: or enslave, or somebody. I mean, yeah, they they all went in one spaceship. There's got to be more spaceships left. <laughs> there
1: has but to I be. there had. There had to be something. Like, Shockwave, I, you're a scientist. Build another spaceship.
0: I have, uh, I have something for you guys. All right, so let's say, Thomas, Sammy, I, I call you both up, right? And you just ignore me. <laughs> well, I, I call you the next day, and you ignore me again because maybe you don't want to talk to me, or maybe you just have decided that I don't want to talk, be friends with this person anymore, or this person's annoying. Uh, This person's stalking me. And then I call you every day for the next four years. And you never pick up. (laughs) Are you you trying to
2: imply that there's something wrong with Soundwave? See, I was going to say that for him to be doing all this and to be so excited for Megatron to actually answer and stuff like that. And, and Megatron calling him the Guardian, I was like, Soundwave. He actually seems like the most loyal Decepticon God. there is compared to Soundwave. But then the way that you're trying to make him, play, trying to make him play out to be just like he's desperate, he's just too clingy
1: very or lonely. something like that. <laughs> he was just very lonely. Okay, we we just went over this point that he's the only one there for some stupid reason.
0: Well, later found out that there is female Autobot Resistance Force on the planet that are always fighting him that's that's the only thing left on cybertron so he really has no one else to communicate with
1: (laughs) please megatron i just i just didn't hear your voice one more time
0: (laughs) it was pretty funny
2: the first lines he was speaking he did seem he was getting ready to die like any minute he just sounded so weak and stuff
1: he hears megatron's voice and he's like i am alive again i can speak (laughs) like a normal robot
2: (laughs) megatron is life
0: has that
1: tattooed on his chest
0: did you guys see how the energon cubes worked this episode they just just sticks a wire into the energon cube and boom
1: instant transfer to energon (laughs) that was another question i had because i don't understand how what energon is and how they can just keep taking it from all these different energy sources but like they're they're all different energy sources see
0: see, they're really advanced like we can't make a game system a ps4 that plays ps3 games but the Transformers, they can transfer any energy into any energy they want. <laughs> well, I guess when I first really... They are really just containers.
2: I guess from Beast Wars... Magical
0: containers.
2: They are magical cause, because you can like squash them and stuff. What are they actually like made of how, themselves? How do you
0: know they aren't made of the same material that Astro Train is made of who shrinks and increases in size from a Transformer you know a giant ship that can carry other <laughs> transformers
1: or you know sound wave transforming into a tiny cassette tape that'll fit in your pocket while well, he's got other tiny cassette tapes inside him that have
0: to shrink with him i
2: mean they're still pretty impressive because they're tra- they're completely transparent <laughs> on top of that and
1: i mean
0: it still is it like, makes no sense yeah
1: it makes none nobody thought about this
0: i'm gonna interject with a fun fact Dark excessive time liberty. Megatron att- attacks a solar power station in 1984, right? Like, oh. I had yeah. I had to look this yeah. up. So, what ideal alternate timeline do do does, is this Earth on that we have solar power stations everywhere? Whoa. But apparently, I mean, that is pretty kind of crazy when you think about it. Here's the thing, the very first solar energy generating system, SEGS, was actually made in the Mojave Desert in California in 1984.
2: Oh.
0: oh yeah that's a little nice history
2: like back there deal. yeah they must have been talking about that in the news and stuff like that
0: that's neat so Ironhide jumps in front of optimus to save him and optimus does the same but no hot rod does that in the movie and everybody hates him
1: yeah <laughs> i'm very upset by this today this is gonna be a slight sidetrack my awesome buddy got me a masterpiece hot rod and i've been non-stop talking about hot rod today and it's the movie version Is that so i got the fishing
0: rod and all that other yes. stuff yes oh my god that's the only one i want
1: <laughs> it's the best, and he can actually sit and do the fishing pose and thing, and, like, none of my other robots actually can properly sit, for
2: one thing. I am so what? confused right now. You guys are getting excited about a
0: fishing you, mode? You saw, you what? saw this. Yes. We went to the Transformers convention, and I told you that was the only one I wanted to buy. But didn't. what fishing mode? What is... I, who has... Why does he have a fishing
2: rod, and you guys are excited about the fishing rod? <laughs> I I am, I'm so confused. I've never... Did this happen in the movie that yeah. I, I watched that I just didn't even notice this? He's fishing with Daniel
0: (laughs) at the beginning of the movie. Oh, okay. Sorry, I I guess I just did forget Does it come with a
1: Daniel too? (laughs) I can't remember. It does not, but it does come with a matrix that it is really hard to put it in his hand. But um yeah, anyways, I was I was having conversations with my my co-workers and half of them are like, oh no man, Rodimus like screwed that up and then I was like, No no no, Rodimus was he was perfect, he was fine, he was trying his best, and only one other person agreed with me and I was so upset. (laughs) (laughs) That was my slight tangent.
0: (laughs) And, and it's also what, it's actually called Hot Rodimus, the figure, instead mm. of Hot Rod or Rodimus. I think,
1: no, uh, on the box it still says Hot Rod. Oh, okay. That's what the I remember the title saying. Oh my god, now I gotta go check again. Mm-hmm. I have
2: one other good thing I want to say about this episode, mm-hmm. which, I mean, maybe, hopefully, there'll be something else like that. I guess based on what I've seen, mm-hmm. there's probably never going to be another time like this, but... What? Towards the end of the episode when the Autobots were rescuing Daniel. Uh, no, with Spike.
0: <laughs> Daniel's his future kid from the movie. They uh, were
2: rescuing Spike from the Space Bridge transport. Optimus twists the barrel of his gun and it narrows and expands as he's adjusting it. And then he shoots three bolts. yes. The most precise shots you will ever see. I'm going to say that right now without even seeing it. most of Transformers. There will probably never be any more accurate shots than those. Yep. He shoots the transport, doesn't destroy it, doesn't break the glass. He just simply just shoots it and it unlocks the canopy. But then the, the last two shots he shoots, they just he didn't he, he doesn't hit Spike at all. He just hits their, the seatbelts that are overstraining him and yeah. allows him to escape. Every Makes other so shot, sad. there's millions of shots that have been shot throughout the series, and they are so off. But then he just manages, just he just adjusts his gun. Why don't the other guys do the
0: same thing? He was just an awesome sharpshooter. In fact, <laughs> I was tempted to make a new segment called Badass Optimus Prime Moments because he can shoot the, something so small like a seatbelt strap on a human. On a moving, oh. yes, I on a moving vehicle. That <laughs>
2: Actually, technically probably wasn't even facing him. It was facing away from him. Because the, the transport, well, I guess
0: I don't know where they were standing for him to do that. Based on the scene, they were either in the canyon or on top of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to give them props for that. Yeah, I actually felt this episode was really fast-paced, but at the same time, it had a lot of good slow moments, too. Like, you got to see Ratchet and Ironhide repair, and then the Autobots just kind of chilling, talking about stuff, to show, you know, just have character moments. Stuff you don't normally get in even Hollywood movies most of the time.
1: I miss character moments just, like, in general.
0: Yeah, definitely
2: you could use stuff like that, especially if you want to sell all the toys and not just Optimus and Megatron. As I was watching it, I was like, man, I guess this show still kind of holds up because, I mean, it's moving at a good pace. There's the time to, like, actually appreciate and learn about the other... Autobots and Decepticons this doesn't seem that bad at all I mean (laughs) if you're gonna criticize it I would criticize you know the animation or something like that but even that was a step up so this episode the next one (laughs) so far mean, so far or at least episode four just seemed like yeah this is a completely like watchable show in 2018
1: yeah Yeah. no I I, I agree like I'm glad it holds up now I mean I can't again I can't speak of you know nostalgia because I've only watched G1 like 5 years ago or something and now I'm rewatching it but i don't know it's it's it has its very specific charm that isn't repeated in nowadays shows. It's refreshing.
2: Trying something new, trying to make it a thing, and not just I would say, I want to say that it's not just you know cribbing on what other shows are doing. that They're not just simply following the same formula. But I guess in a way they kind of are. I mean, there's a lot of shows that are like here's the set of heroes, here's the set of villains, always going up against you each other. I mean, GI Joe is right
1: there. Yeah.
2: So I still get that vibe.
1: A lot of shows also would do the the monster of the week thing, and I don't think Transformers ever does that. Actually, I guess I. Take that back in the 80s they did focus more on the adventure stuff right
0: well yeah, I like it... i uh i remember watching uh, i got all 10 seasons of teenage mutant ninja turtles mm-hmm.
1: oh some, my god
0: some i bought them as they came out over the last decade and i remember like Congrats, being, dude being excited to watch season one season two season three and then when seasons four and five came out they were not very engaging like it was hard to watch more than two episodes in a row because it was just every episode was the exact same thing it was hey we've invented this energy now Shredder's gonna steal it for some reason even though Transformers almost seems to have the same premise for a few episodes but even the ones that are the same premise do different things with it
1: very different things. There is no Transformer episodes that I can be like, oh yeah, these two are just the same exact thing with a different coding. Transformers is just, it feels like a new episode every time.
2: They're trying to tell just one big story that kind of adds and adds with each episode instead of just here are the adventures. I mean, the show isn't so complicated that you would would tell somebody that you can't just jump in and watch a random episode, but... But I mean, it does I mean, seem like there are some elements that you could look at and say, "Yeah, this foundation was built in previous episodes."
1: Definitely can't skip season two straight to season three in terms of like being in episodes. Once you get to season three, you're just like, "Wait, wh- wh- What happened to like half the robots?"
2: Yeah, I tried to do that, and I was just so confused. I didn't, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I just watched random episodes of just old shows every now and then. The Quintessons or something like that. Is yeah. that in season yeah. three or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three. I, I saw those, and I was, I yeah. I was super
0: confused. It's the, their existence and stuff. Well, we can get to that much later. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're going
1: to just keep t- bringing up the movie. <laughs> I want to tell you
0: something that a young Sean learned back when he watched this episode. Megatron is blown up into the space bridge. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, cheers. Megatron's gone forever again. It was this time that Sean learned of a new storytelling device. The twist ending for Megatron was alive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I completely forgot about him. As soon as I saw him go up
2: in there and it seemed like he was just kind of dead. Alright, go. This is your stance star screen. It was like immediately just cut the star screen. <laughs> and, and he he kinda had the same vibe. He's like, Oh, he's gone. Let's get out of here. I'm the leader. Come on, let's go. Just left him behind. Didn't even try yeah. to see if there was anything they could do to get him out. Just left him.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, Star Screams saw this opportunity and
0: took it. Now let's begin with animation errors. The first one I thought was really funny is when Soundwave is sneaking into the building. The employee is black, then he becomes white, is black again, and then is white again. I missed that. Yeah, I, was like, I this, totally this missed is, that too. This is either a poor attempt at shading or just different <laughs> animators did different like was shots. It, was he changing? No
1: idea why. That's weird. It's a superpower to just...
0: the funniest thing was Megatron turns into a gun and just assumes Starscream knows what to do with it, blow up the cave but right after he transforms his entire dialogue is spoken, Megatron's and not a single lip flap moves. <laughs> that that was the animation errors. Did you guys spot any others?
1: We brought the star Starscream up, up one up like a million times. Uh, no, that was, I don't think they did that bad this episode. So main characters.
0: Hey boys, we're going to be movie stars. Do you think that Bumblebee and Spike are the main characters because they were the focus? Because it does not you don't have to have a character arc to be the main character, you can be the focus of the episode. Or was it just plot all over the place and they just happened to be stuck inside of it?
1: Uh, the latter. I, I just don't see them as the- they were the plot point, but it still focused- I would actually say the Decepticons were more of the main character. I'd agree with that. Because they're the ones who, who are doing everything in this episode, while the Autobots are kind of the reaction to them.
0: The Decepticons building a space bridge, and sometimes these people try to stop them.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, you could just name all of Transformers that.
0: Really focusing on both sides, actually, because, like, you know, they're all talking about what they're going to do. So it wasn't. it's not essentially just only following the Autobots. So Starscream's blunders and stupid moments. Don't tell me what to do.
1: I'm not like the others. I do what I want when I want.
0: Were there any in this episode? I didn't notice anything.
1: Yeah, I don't think there are any ever, actually.
0: Starscream didn't do anything that helped the Autobots win this episode, so his ratio is now four to four. <laughs> we're
1: keeping track.
0: Yes, I am. <laughs> So, he's
1: just tried his hardest. Not only
0: is he trying his hardest, he succeeds, okay? okay.
1: Did he try when- <laughs> He succeeded for 10 seconds.
0: At the beginning of the episode, he's like, Autobots, run for cover. That's your heroes, guys, cowering in the face of fear. And then later- He was
2: running to get in a better position, okay? His hands were full. <laughs> he didn't have his weapon in his hand, okay? He was trying to get cover. Why would you stand out in the
0: open? He's smart, okay. He knows how to fight. But then at the end of the episode, he says retreat. I would never do that. When he just did it earlier that episode, he would never do that. And I like how you skip over the part. He
2: he, he captures
0: Spike. I, I, he captures
2: him and Bumblebee. Yeah, you, you got to give him some credit for that. He did, he did a good job. Yes, exactly. And he tells Megatron, and Megatron doesn't give him any like positive reinforcement. No, he complimented him. No, he didn't.
0: Yes, he did. He said, "Good job, Starscream." But then Starscream is actually confused as to why Megatron's out there, because he's like, I'm going to do this. He's he's not even reveling in the fact that his boss praised him. He's just, ah, I wanted to do this on my own. Well, there was one part. You don't have to
1: watch over me, Dad.
0: There was one part where he said something about
2: it doesn't matter what you do, I can never trust you or something like that. Yeah, it's just like, come both on, of man. Them
1: said
0: that. Uh, Starscream doesn't trust Megatron uh, in the next episode, whereas Megatron doesn't trust
1: Starscream in this one. This is why the Decepticons are so dysfunctional. Because <laughs> of Megatron. No, just because both of them can't trust each other, so they're constantly at each other's throats. Megatron started first. <laughs> Fair. I will agree with this.
0: The thing I, I find hilarious is that Bikes like, can I go on this dangerous one-man spy mission? Uh, hey, Optimus, can I bring this underage human flesh creature? Eh, sure. And I, I told him he needed his father's permission to go into space, but, you know, I can act out a character this time. <laughs> <laughs> I it's kept like thinking everyone.
1: about
2: that. Why did they just keep having this kid hang around and get in these situations that put them
0: at a disadvantage and stuff like that? It was just like, ugh. As a kid, I actually watched this, but I never questioned that at the time. It was just accepted. Everyone could do everything. You and- know, the kids, the adults, the, the giant robots there are no rules in transformers i mean his
2: father's there the whole time he sees what's going on and he just lets it happen his dad
0: sparkplug is a bad he's a bad father oh my god robots in disguise is the only one where the the next time the parents actually know what the hell is going on every time it happens in the future in in the manga in the comics, in the uh, in most of the comics, and in the n- later animations, it's always that the kids' parents don't know what's going on, and only the kids know.
1: Well, in animated and in Prime, the parents know. Well, yeah, well, it's much well, later Prime. in Prime.
0: It's like season two and a half or something that they find out.
1: Right, that's true.
0: Yeah, towards the end. Uh,
1: at some point, they do
0: though. Yeah, but I guess with this, I did notice that
2: too, where it was. Just, it seemed like Autobots were just known at least throughout the region because they
0: they flew to some base and the that, guy was like, this next episode." Oh. All right, <laughs> but uh, so <laughs> I have probably the stupidest moment that we've seen in Transformers so far. Bumblebee is captured. In that little ship with Spike, Spike's like, man, I wish our luck would change. And Bumblebee's like, change? Holy expletive. I'm a transformer. I could just
1: change into a vehicle, accelerate and ram my way out. Thanks, Spike. How did, you, how did you forget this? And also in his excitement, couldn't pick up Spike and put him in the car and then drive off. Yeah, I was going like, to say, how
2: is that smart or, or anything? That was like, just the just dumbest running. thing ever. <laughs> It was the slowest escape ever. You leave them. It was weird at first because Spike is like running at the same speed as Bumblebee. Is Spike running really fast or are they going really slow? But it seems like they're going really slow because Ravish
0: is just right on them. It's just like... Why didn't you pick him up and drive faster? This is dumb. (laughs) Did you guys see any other stupid moments that pop out in this episode?
1: Uh, During the last fight, or not the last fight, but the fight in the cave, Megatron shoots Optimus or whatever and like, or shoots his, his foot out of the stone pile or whatever. And the smoke comes up, I guess. Not even like five seconds, Megatron loses sight of Optimus. And I'm like, how? How? Like he was right there. You shot it. And then, like, Optimus flies off into the distance and is suddenly behind you. I'm right behind
2: you. And I was confused, too. I was like, how did you lose him? He was right there. You didn't notice him get behind you in this cave? (laughs) Like,
1: it's a cave. There are not many places you can hide.
2: Oh, my God. Um, I thought it was pretty dumb that that was their plan, was to lure them to the cave. Cl- seal off the entrance and just have a battle. As if, why did you like do a real ambush and like shoot them in the back or
0: or just close them in the cave yourself or something? Make the uh, whole cave collapse? Hey, <laughs> you gotta have that action scene between every commercial break, okay? Oh, God. Right, right. So, you didn't see the uh, the last stupid moment that involved Starscream, Thomas? I don't think there was anything else. It wasn't Starscream himself. He shoots a laser at Jazz, who picks up a stalactite and whacks <laughs> Starscream's laser back at him with like a baseball bat i'm not gonna put that on Starscream. no it's, it's just the moment i'm like how what how does that work well yeah because i was gonna say
2: that that just seems like some dumb comedic writing from the writers or something this this is
0: completely out of place for the show well it's like a metal reflecting it like in that book we read i can understand but cave material? Uh, just a rock a rock after after yeah. megatron just blew up a
1: rock <laughs> It was it was a very reflective rock. <laughs> it had some diamonds in it or something. That's my excuse.
0: For deleted audio, I really didn't find anything interesting for this deleted audio this time. I think it was just the beginning. Optimus! Optimus Prime! All systems are ready for tomorrow's launch to Cybertron.
2: At last we can return home.
0: I was actually going to pl- place that in retcons because I was like, well, hey the uh they said they were gonna go back to cybertron they never left i was like where were they just waiting to double check for decepticon bodies or do they leave come back and hey now we know do they have we, the capability to go back since this scene was cut out we assume they never do for the entire season well yeah i was just gonna i was gonna say i mean it's probably good that it was deleted
2: and i don't know why it was recorded in the first place <laughs> Because that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would they? I Yeah, I mean, just, it just makes the whole point of the show completely. It just throws it all in the question.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was the only one I thought worth mentioning because it was part of the question I already had. Uh, I don't think we need to do Megatron's energy. We've talked about the solar power already. Anything else you guys want to say before we go into character spotlight? Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> all right. So the character spotlight of Bumblebee. He's the yellow Transformer that's half the size of a normal one that turns into a VW Beetle that is now widely known to the world due to his appearance in the Transformers live-action movies. Bumblebee quote, the least likely can be the most dangerous. Bumblebee description, small, eager, and brave, Bumblebee acts as a messenger and spy. Due to his small size, he dares to go where others can't and won't. He idolizes the bigger Autobots, especially Optimus Prime and Prowl, and strives to be accepted. He's the most energy efficient and has the best vision of all the Autobots. Really? The best vision? Do they mean the vision as in his eyes or his
0: vision of the future? It better not be his eyes,
2: because Sammy, I, I, just, I just put my head, <laughs> my head into my hands. I couldn't believe that that was a line after, especially after watching this episode, because there was some stuff that we didn't bring up that I was, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> you, what, did you need a bumblebee's uh, stupid moments category added for this episode. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably gonna be more with this. It's, it's with him being like a main character that they're trying to force upon us.
1: <laughs> he can go underwater for reconnaissance and salvage missions. Although physically the weakest Autobot, his stealth more than compensates for this inadequacy. I'm sorry, but if he can go underwater? Yes, exactly. Bring it up. What?
0: And I like his stealth is to fall backwards into the Decepticons. That's his stealth.
1: <laughs> it's fine. It was uh, totally, um, I don't even know. I got nothing. <laughs> uh,
0: I just think it's sacrilegious that Bumblebee has more toys than any Transformer in the original Season 1 line. More than oh, Optimus Prime, more than Dis- more than Starscream or Megatron. More toys that are in that line, or more toys? More toys like a different version. Oh, okay. I'm just, wow. They're counting all eight years of Transformers, G1 to G2.
1: I mean, everyone loved Bumblebee. He was, like, tiny and cute. Like, eh, can't blame them.
0: Are all three of us not like Bumblebee? I mean, I don't hate him. I don't
2: <laughs> see any reason to like him.
0: Oh, no, is this, like, yeah. ambivalent? Is that what we all are agreeing on? I yeah. Mean, I-
2: He's a, I guess he's a quote unquote main character, but I mean, what does he do? What? Why?
1: Uh, he's really good at driving uh, Spike around. He's really good at um, uh, being late for roll call. Uh. <laughs> So you guys don't really have any thoughts about him then too much? I mean, at this
2: point, no. I don't, I mean, especially with me never having seen these episodes and watching these for the first time, I don't see any reason why he's special or anything. All he's done is just take care of the human and drive the human around. (laughs) He basically stole, he's the backup. Because didn't Jazz do it initially at first? Somebody drove, um...
0: Yeah, Jazz was driving him in the city in the beginning. And and I I think
2: Hound drove? Jazz quit.
0: Chas yes, was like, Quint. I'm not taking care of this human. <laughs> They're like, get him off my back. Here, you take him. Yeah. He doesn't
1: yeah. like my music? Get him out of here. Wait, I still function.
2: He survives the movie, despite being swallowed by Unicron along with Cybertron's moon. How? <laughs> In season three, he is injured and... Rebuilt into Goldbug by a He returns in the Japanese Hitmasters cartoon from time to time. Then, when he was injured protecting Middle aged Spike, he was rebuilt yet again back into Bumblebee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I just love reading these out of context for Thomas without referencing where any of this is coming from.
2: Well, I, I wanted to get through reading it before I asked a question. I wanted to ask a question after each sentence because a lot of stuff there just seemed... <laughs> Ridiculous! After each sentence, <laughs> instead of a period, they should just put "why," because <laughs> that's what I—that's what I want to know. Okay.
1: Well, i sitting here, How I'm just he like oh, yeah, died
2: by in
0: <laughs> Well, you see, Kron eats people. They go in an assembly line, and so they go in the order that they were eaten into his giant digestive tract. And you know, it takes about three to five days to get there. I can't, big... I can't
2: tell if you're serious. Like this could actually be a thing, and I'm like, okay, that's Transformers. I just need to move past it.
0: I was just trying to come up with a plausible explanation on the spot right now, actually. <laughs>
1: Honestly, that was perfect.
0: Okay, I or, was about
1: to say, i was just like, oh no, that was totally from the movie.
0: I was, uh, Sammy was almost believing me, right? Okay, so I <laughs> guess
2: his next sentence isn't. This one can end with a period and not why. In season three, he was built and re- rebuilt into Goldbug by Quintessence. Okay, so that seems okay, but I don't get after that where he's injured and rebuilt yet again, and they turned him back into Bumblebee. He didn't. Why- he was tired of being Goldbug. Yeah, but why not be something better
1: than just Bumblebee? Bumblebee.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you just it, want to go back to being yourself. Never question <laughs> story decisions from the Japanese, all right?
1: I mean, I, also Bumblebee sold more toys, probably.
0: Oh my god. I forgot the uh, the major uh, retcon would have been, why can the Autobots not fly anymore? Oh, this is this would be the first episode without them actually being able to fly? Well, we'll get to that. We can do that next episode, because two Autobots do fly, and then they never do again. Well, and, and now... Uh, Thomas will not be able to sleep at night because of all the questions he has about Bumblebee. We're going to let him sleep that off, and we'll leave you for now. Put it right in a box. Don't ever open that box again. Right to the attic. sealed with super glue. And this is Sean signing off. Thomas. Sammy. Good night. I don't know why I
1: said good night. That's eh, it's fine. They know we're filming it at night now.
0: <laughs> Thanks for YouTube user Transformers at the Moon for hosting every deleted audio segment from every episode of the Transformers. Thanks to tfwiki.net for information used in our character spotlight feature. Tom- Thomas, you want to lead us off with this episode this time? Uh, yeah, I guess. That doesn't sound very enthusiastic. Sam- <laughs> Sammy, go. Welcome to another episode of our Transformers podcast with Sean. Thomas. Sammy. And... Today, so today we're going to start with the summary. Wait, wait, quiet. Sorry.